Hello, can you hear me? It's Tom Kradza, and on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, we have Andy Tran, Steve Ford, and Charles Waugh. These are great guys. They met each other through the Rockstar community. Um, they uh, Andy actually gives a class here at Rockstar. His background is helping people legally set up second suites right across the GTA, so he's been sharing his knowledge through a class to Rockstar members here. Just a great group of guys. Um, we've known Charles Waugh for a long time now. He was going to the gym with us for, uh, for a while. He stopped going now, so we're giving him a little hard time over that and Steve Ford we uh, have met I guess it's been a couple of years now we've known Steve just a great guy together they've made a great team a little power team between themselves that have really gone on to do some great stuff so wait till you hear some of the big opportunities they're able to create for themselves with small infill projects right around the Golden Horseshoe they're going to share some of the projects they're working on and not only the projects they're going to share some of the insights on how they evaluate a potential project Project, some of the tools that they use before they dive into a project. And the thing that we love about real estate is that every single time someone tells me the game is over in real estate and you can no longer make money in real estate for whatever reason, the price, the cash flow, uh, whatever they decide their reason is, there's always a way. I want to share with you something. One of the first properties Nick and I bought was a rental property out in Hamilton. We bought it off a guy. Um, we paid, I think at that point, this particular property was $250,000. And we thought, we were a little scared. We thought we had slightly overpaid. I still blame Nick for that one. And uh, the guy explained to us that he was selling his property because nobody in his family wanted the property. They had decided they didn't want to get into real estate, that the money had already been made in real estate. And he explained how he bought that property for $50,000 in the 1970s. And now he was shocked that he was selling it to us. This was about 20 years ago for about $250,000. That property today is worth probably around $750,000. Nick and I have refinanced that individual property, property multiple times to pay for improvements on itself and to use the money to buy other properties. So real estate is just a beautiful game. There is multiple ways to make money in it. We love it because the big money doesn't play in some of the markets and in some of the property types and using some of the strategies that we can all use. And the reason that I'm so grateful that Andy, Steve, and Charles are here on this episode sharing their story is that we all get to learn from each other. That's why we created Rockstar. This whole thing is like a dream. So we feel grateful to be able to bring you some of this information on the Your Life, Your Term show. So thank you for listening. And look, if you are look, looking for detailed real estate information, we just came out with a brand new report called the four key factors every investor should know to understand where the real estate market is headed. This is stuff that we, how we look at the real estate market and stuff that we're always analyzing. We broke out some of these things into a new report. You can get access to all the reports, including this one at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash reports. So if you want to look at how we look at the real estate market and some of the factors that we are constantly analyzing, you can get access to our latest report the four key factors every investor should know to understand where the real estate market is headed at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash reports. And with that, let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. We are live with Andy Tran, Stephen hey. Ford, and Charles Wall. 
this is Tom Karadza. Wow, that sounds like a very professional intro. <laughs> right. uh, so yeah, We've no, really, yeah, really grateful that you guys are are here. And uh, you know what? Let's have a. I didn't even Cheers. have a little bit of my tequila yet. You guys are <laughs> Charles. We jumped you're, ahead. Charles, you're deep into the tequila over there already. So uh, we have some Don Julio 1942. It's nice tequila. It's at room temperature, so I don't know if you guys can handle that. It's or delicious, lovely, great way to get started. So I don't know who's going to lead us off, but I just want to explain. I've watched these guys. I've known each of them for different periods of time, but I think it's rare that you come across uh, good people who are doing stuff in the real estate industry. Am I allowed to say that? I guess there's a lot of shit people in the real estate <laughs> industry. But my point is that you guys have good hearts. You help people. You offer so much value. Um, and all of you are bringing so many different things to the table and you all have different stories. So just to kick us off a little bit, how did you, how do you guys all know each other and what what specifically are you bringing to the relationship between you three? Andy, do we start with you? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. So uh, I, uh, I've been with Rockstar for uh, probably over a decade now. Has it been uh, that long? Yeah, 2010. You first deal. Watch. What's that? Oh my God, yeah. The, the gold to, Rolex is yeah, in the I mail, need, dude. The gold <laughs> Rolex is in the mail. Has it been 10 Waiting years? Waiting for it. It's been 10 years, yeah. yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, so I've uh, been part of uh, Irwin's um, uh, team you know, doing a few few deal, uh, deals there, and uh, with uh, with Charles and Steve. Charles, I met here at Rockstar at a VIP event, and we just got together and said, "Hey, you know, we got to we got to do a, a project together." Actually, all three of us met through Rockstar. Right. Yeah. So the first time I did a presentation through Rockstar, I think Andy came up to me afterwards and said, "Dude, we got to work together." And then that's when shortly after that we picked up the St. Catharines project. Yeah, and then sure. with uh, you guys met a different well, way. I guess. Actually, I went to Andy's class at Rockstar. <laughs> I was in the car with him. And this is maybe four Steven, or five speak years right ago. into the mic. Sorry. And uh, it was about four or five years ago. And I'm in, Andy's in my car. He starts talking about wanting to do development. And I never thought I was, say, big enough to be the person that does development. Um, but about two years passed, I finally connected with Andy again. And uh, I sat down for dinner with Andy, Charles. Uh, that's when I was first introduced to Charles, and it was one of those things where within that first five minutes, we kind of meshed so well together. Um, we're three, four projects in now. Well, it's funny. For that dinner, Andy said, I know a guy that knows a couple of investors, and they want to invest in your projects. So Steve connected us with two of his friends, but we ended up working with Steve yeah. instead. Well, I, I was <laughs> supposed to be the fifth wheel. I was yeah. going to match A with B, and uh, uh, we left that dinner ending up basically these guys were saying you have to work with us well we're like a perfect complement. so i bring the development uh, experience steve the construction side and then andy with the the secondary suites so between the three of us it's the perfect team to build these um these purpose-built ho homes that with secondary suites and because andy you're are you doing design work on some of this stuff are you outsourcing some of that stuff how does that work uh, well, <clears throat> because most of the uh, the projects involve uh, new builds, um, that's not the stuff that I do all yeah, day every day. Yeah, that's right. So You're doing more conversions to legal second suites. Yeah, so yeah, we, we hire a, a BCIN designer, and then once we get that, the stuff that needs to be done inside, like uh, we'll do purpose-built second suites, that's the stuff that I will take on. So the, the purpose-built new second suites, they're actually really different from the existing. Why is but that? The principles, uh, it's just because the building code's different. So oh, they, got it. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's an, a on a new tougher. house. It's a new, on a new house, the, the, the fire separation requirements, all that stuff is way more stringent compared to a, an old house, for example, right? And uh, so I'll still take that on just because, uh, you know, those are the kind of 
rules and things that I see all day, every day. So I think you guys are fortunate, man. I mean, Steve, to have your kind of background in construction and building, uh, Andy, to have your design experience. And I know it's a little different on the new build, as you're saying, but you still kind of know. Yeah, exactly. If we need drawings done up, it's you're not calling. You're calling Andy. He's flipping you to the fire separation detail in an hour. And then you're good the to only go. real negative here is Char- you guys somehow like Charles. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. about what Charles brings to the Char- talking for both of us. <laughs> what Charles brings to the table is the development experience, and I know your family's been in commercial real estate for a long time. So just together, you guys are like this really cool, powerful team. It's awesome, and we all talk about building your power team. To see you guys working together as one is completely freaky. So let's let's cut to the chase a little bit. What did you guys do? In let's start with St. Catharines. What did you guys do in St. Catharines? Yeah, so in St. Catharines, we found uh, two parcels on a, on a corner lot. And uh, they had two rental properties on them. They were the ugliest properties on the street, which we like to buy because it can only go up from there. And uh, Andy and I, we, we renovated them um, and rented them out. One was a duplex, one was a single family home. We were already cash flowing uh, like $1,000 a month, as is, with the rental properties. But the true value for that was the, the corner, uh, the rear yards of these two, two houses. Uh, we severed those two lots and built a, a brand new semi. Um, that was actually the, where Scott McGilvery came and did the show. He missed out oh, on... Oh, it was on that property? The Buyers yeah. Boot Camp show. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Scott, you missed out on uh, you on could have lots. been reality TV famous, Charles. <laughs> but wait, weren't you on the episode a little bit? I was, yeah. Weren't you? Wasn't were, were you? Was it a smelly fridge or something? Yeah, it was a smelly fridge. The season premiere was of, that uh, a Brian's setup or no? Was that was really... real. That was okay. yeah. Got it. So, but with that project, that's when we met Steve. It was just perfect timing. Perfect timing. We were about so to start you did the build on this. Well, the three of us built together. Yeah. Steve brought the expertise to kind of guide us. Okay. Remember, Steve has a full time job. So yeah, yeah, he that's was right. I, always, I do always forget that. Right. Yeah. yeah. He so was it, working it, on evenings and weekends to right. guide us while we're on site and, and right. whatnot. And because it's new build, it's it's more on the trades. Lift the mic than up yourself. a little bit. Just just sure. angle it up higher. There you no go. Problem. There you go. There. You go. Uh, because it's a new build, it's more on the trades than yourself. So a lot of the time, it's just making sure that you have someone on site to know what's going on uh, if there is a question you have somebody there but uh, that's why i knew what to do all i had to do is have to show andy and charles what to do and that's uh, set up the the trades set up the schedule basically week by week i would give them a to-do list and we would just follow that uh, item by item and that's we were very successful at it and that's what's led me to be a little more confident in being able to do this part-time rather than having to be there full time. You got it. So you be, so the two lots are purchased. You're renting them out. You sever one of the lots? We sever two. You sever the backyards. initial two. The, oh, you severed the backyards of both of these exactly. and then you built on that severed piece of both of those backyards. Right. Okay, the financing you got to buy the two lots to begin with, regular bank financing? Yeah, so that's the thing about this strategy, the small scale infill developments, like you can go through traditional financing. So for both those rental properties, we went through like Scotia Bank and the banks. And you get the traditional 80% loan-to-value mortgages uh, under under our names. And then when you do the severance, you do a partial discharge. So they typically value the land, and they'll uh, do a partial discharge of that amount. Now, because we renovated those properties, uh, so we added a lot more value, the partial discharge was for $0. So we did the severance. We did the discharge. We didn't have to put up any money. Because and the bank felt even though the, you were going to sever some of the land, the value was still there on those two lots. Exactly. Yeah, and, and the uh, the objective also is to improve improve the value of that existing property. So if it's in bad condition or it needs to add an extra suite, we want to improve the value of that so that, you know, hopefully worst case scenario, it's going to be a zero discharge, but maybe we might even increase the value. 
And, and that's why infill developments on a small that's scale. That's insane. Is, so is you're thinking if really you increase good. the value, sorry. Yeah. So I don't know if maybe this is a good time to introduce kind of the infill development concept, which is, you know, buying existing property, uh, improving that, and then doing a severance. Because a lot of people will come to us and they'll say, I want to buy this place, I want to tear it down, and I want to build something. And there's two really big reasons why that might not go as planned. One is what Charles had mentioned, the partial discharge. So you're not going to be able to get the traditional financing if because, you tear it down. Because if you do a partial discharge, if you tear it down, now the property's lost value exactly. in the bank. The bank's not going to want to do that. Yeah. They'll so call unless, the mortgage. Yeah. Pay so unless you got the private money, then then that's that's going to be hard to do. And then the second thing is, you know, in the markets that we're looking at, you know, the the Niagara region or Hamilton or or, or let's say Kitchener Waterloo, the value of the property is probably anywhere between 25. Uh, percent Sorry, the property value compared to the land value is actually a lot higher it's a higher ratio right so the land value may be 25 percent to a third of the whole value so if you tear that house down you're losing i don't know 200,000, 250,000. you got to be able to crawl out of that and then make money on top of that so that's why a lot of people that come to us they say you know i have this house i want to tear it down i want to build a semi the numbers all almost always don't make sense when you don't have that scale and even when you do right. tear down you're losing that cash flowing asset to cover you through the whole development process. So that's such a key factor in these infill developments is having that existing home that you can renovate, rent out to hold you through. I feel like this is a massive opportunity in the GTA over the next 10 and 20 years. And it's funny. I just want to pause you guys because what you guys are sharing right now is such a big opportunity to me because most people go, real estate go through, goes through phases, right? People think, oh my gosh, I'm going to buy a property like when I was younger. I'll buy a property on the outskirts of Mississauga because that's in the middle of nowhere. You know, I'll buy a, uh, like my first four bedroom Madame home was $268,000. <laughs> my wife kind of, I shouldn't say this, but she kind of forced me to buy it because I still wanted to live in my parents' house to save more money. But I listened to her Thank because you. I'm yeah. a smart, uh, smart yeah. husband. And uh, I said, I literally told the sales guy, I said, well, somebody's got to buy it at the top of the market. Might as well be me. 268,000 four bedroom, uh, two car garage at uh, Ninth Line in Britannia. Oh suck if you know where that is. And uh, I thought I bought at the top because about a year earlier, friends of mine bought it for 225,000, 229, something like that. And... Uh, and then you think you're in the middle of nowhere, but then things go on. And then we, uh, Nick and I discovered Hamilton, like you guys, we mm -hmm. discover Kitchener, we discover Bear, we discover Oshawa on the east side. And then everyone thinks, oh my gosh, I'll buy like single family homes and I'll, I'll rent them out or I'll do student rentals there. And then when that becomes expensive, people are like, oh, the game is over, right? I can't buy in Mississauga anymore, the game's over. But then new opportunities pop up around the more, more of the outskirts. And now as the outskirts are spreading so wide, People are saying, well, I guess the game's over. But then guys like you show up and you're like, you know what, guys? Game's not over. We're going to buy two lots. We're going to increase the value. We're going to sever. We're going to build. And it's like the best thing I've ever heard. That's what is amazing about the opportunity right now in Canada. I feel like meeting guys like you is just like, it's oh, it's like light bulb moments. Like, I think we're just going to see more and more of what you guys are doing. There's Even literally opportunities everywhere, everywhere we go. And that's why we love like talking about the strategy. We walk down the street and there's, there's tons. Even uh, the St. Catharines project, there's about five infills right on that street where we built it in Hamilton, which we talk about later on. There's like a whole bunch of infills all over the it's place. It's the large, the large lots with the small houses. They have a lot of land, small houses. So what, so what, do you guys have like a rule of thumb you're looking for when you look at lots to say, okay, I think this might be an opportunity well, here? Well, like for like a semi, we're, we're going to be looking for at least 50 foot along the frontage, uh, 55 ideally. And then along the depth, we want, uh, ideally you want at least 80 feet. Um, we'll talk about another project that we have in St. Catharines where we're at uh, 70 feet 
and it uh, limited our, our building envelope and it was it was a bit trickier so we'd like to have at least uh, 55 by 80 for for a semi let's say um, and uh, yeah, no, I think if it's 55 by 80 on a corner lot, though, do you need two of those or one on a corner lot you can sever and build? Because now I'm only 55 deep. So you, you do need two. So on a corner, you probably need two. OK. Um, now, if you have enough side yard, your lot area, you might be OK. We are always it's, it's kind of case by case because you have Come to closer look to the mic because you have to look at uh, what variances you require um, in that municipality for that zoning. And obviously, the, the least number of minor variances and the more minor the variances you're requesting the more uh, chances of, of being approved it goes higher. But it really comes down to your corner lots, your double lots, uh, single family homes, just with that extra large lot. Uh, I would say there's probably a lot of investors who have a property that, uh, you know, existing that they can probably do I some I think Nick and I right are now. one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think one of our yeah. properties in Hamilton, Nick and I have looked at it for like, I think 10 years at least now thinking, you know what, I'm pretty sure we can build on this thing. Yeah. And uh, we've never gotten to it because we've been busy with other stuff. Yeah. But which makes me excited because I see you guys. I'm like, okay, perfect. We're going to have the expertise. And, and you're never going to get anything by right, which is which means you're never going to be able to do it exactly by the rules as it stands right now. You're going to have to push a little bit through minor variances and through consent applications because, you know, if it was that easy, everybody would be doing it. So there's, there is a little bit of a process, but we're saying that the risk profile of that is low compared to the reward right now Got that it. we're seeing. So the St. Catharines project was overall a success. Did you guys sell for what you were hoping to sell? So for? we end up uh, holding on to them after we complete the build, okay, we cool. refinanced and held on to them. And now they're great cash flowing assets. We own the entire corner there. Uh, we went from three units, like the duplex and the single to seven units because our new builds both have legal secondary suites that are completely separate. And those semis, we get uh, almost $7,000 in rent. Those including are plus the, utilities. Yeah, including the basement. It's plus and it's all separate utilities because we built you guys, it fresh. You guys all started smiling in sync when you all said that. <laughs> Everybody just started smiling. Right? Uh, well, but yeah, they were just purpose built. So you were able to put in the, the sub meter for the, uh, the water. You were able to put separate hydro meters. Uh, we had... Uh, two gas meters on each side of the build. So everything's individually metered, which as a landlord, everyone appreciates not having to ask for the 60-40 split. Um, my rentals that I have down in Thorold is all-inclusive. So when I'm paying that $300 water bill every few months, I kind of wish I had the, uh, the opportunity to do that. Was that so, okay, so you refinanced it, pulled out the money. You're happy with how that all went down? Very happy. I mean, you're pulling out the money, then just rolling it forward to the next project. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Now, right. going through the build, that was the first time actually building ourselves. Fortunately, we had Steve's help, but it was very intense. That's why you don't see me at the gym. It's been, I feel <laughs> and like, I can, light and years. I can appreciate, but you're learning something. That's you basically exactly. got a PhD exactly. in infill developments here. Right. Yeah. Right. And you learn by boots on the ground. Exactly. That's the way to do it. So you, you got training and you made money. Right. But it was smooth, a very smooth process. We got it done in, I think, six months. Our goal is between the six and seven month mark. Uh, and again, that's based off my experience of building. All my background is production building. So it's all methodic, it's all pl plot out and it's just one trade after the next, the house is never sitting. So that's, I was able to take that procedure, bring it into these infills. Um, you can call it almost like a semi-custom because we're trying to do more purpose-built materials. So it's a little bit more durable than a, a, a production home, but uh, we were able to punch it out in that six, seven month period. And if you're, if you're listening to this, I just want to stop everybody here because you guys sound very um, knowledgeable and you guys know what you're doing. You bring a lot to the table. I have seen people, we have uh, Rockstar members. There's uh, this, I won't say her name. I don't think I have permission. I don't think she would mind. I'll just say her first name. Vanessa has been a longtime member. She literally 
buys homes in Hamilton. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. She'll pick them up mm-hmm. with cranes I, and I, twist I them her so she can build that. extensions and stuff <laughs> on the back. So mm-hmm. if you were, this is a lady, uh, you know, great lady, but she's, I feel like she's four foot five or something, you know, just <laughs> kind of tiny lady, but like with a huge kind of ability to accomplish anything she sets yeah. her mind to it. Mm-hmm. And then Spencer Brown, we interviewed yeah. here. He's up uh, in Orangeville area and in other areas now yeah. doing the same kind of thing. So if you're listening to this thinking, oh my gosh, this might be too, too advanced. It, 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 there is a learning curve, absolutely, but don't think listening to these three guys that like you can't do it yourself. You absolutely can. Well, we should definitely talk about some of the uh, the folks where we we spoke to them and they had uh, a property, and uh, and then we referred them to our planner. We walked them through the process and they've done exactly the same thing. Yeah, so cool. Our friend uh, Koch, uh, Christian. With their existing properties. Yeah, awesome. Because they properties. had big enough lots well, where they were able to do it. Yes. They have the lots, but you don't have to be a builder. You have a lot, lot of different opportunities. You can sell the lot off. You can do the paperwork, go through the planning process, get the variances, get the severance, and then sell that lot. That's money that you had sitting there. That's so money you created out of thin air. Exactly. Like I tell anyone, exactly. you can pay more for a property. Who cares if property prices are going up? If I know how to make money on a property as property prices increase, I can pay more than all my competition and still make money. Right. It's the knowledge that's the most important thing, which is kind of, that's why I thank you guys for talking about this kind of that's stuff. One of the main, I want to get to your other projects though in a sure. second. That's one of the main benefits of the small scale infill development strategy is that the land cost is low. You have to drive that cost low. And when you're severing, creating lots from your existing properties, your land's basically free. free it's yeah. the cost of the applications yeah. and whatnot, maybe 50 grand. It's like doing a flip. If you buy the house super cheap, you, you have tons of margin. You're going to make money. And so like, you could sell the lot. You could, uh, you could build yourself. Or what most people probably do, they might hire a builder. Um, then you can make money on the development side. The build you might, you might pay a premium for. But then when you're renting it out, you hold it long term. You're going to make money on the, on the hold as well. Yeah, cool. So, okay, so St. Catherine's finished. What about, what did you, I know you've done some Hamilton stuff. Yeah, so is that recent? Yeah, very so we, recent. we okay. started excavation, I think, uh, mid-September. Okay, you, uh, wait, Charles is smiling into uh, the camera. I don't know I don't why he's recording it. Andy's recording me. Andy's filming us right now. I'm trying to get some content here. I'm <laughs> trying to do a serious <laughs> podcast, and you guys are. I just I, look at Andy, he's like listen, filming me. Yeah, I don't know I'm what's going on. Listen, this is a serious operation, okay? We don't need some Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if you're listening to this, Andy broke out his phone and he's filming Charles <laughs> as he's speaking. But sorry, go so ahead. Basically, yeah, we uh, we had an opportunity. Our friend had a, uh, a piece of land that he actually accidentally bought at a tax sale. Um, he beat the previous the the guy who built across the street by about a thousand bucks. So closed bid. He had no idea what he was doing, and he just kind of accidentally bought himself a parcel of land downtown Hamilton. Uh, he part, took it partially through the process of development, got all the variances, and at that point, it was kind of not necessarily the, uh, the, the path he wanted to go down. He wanted to push multifamily, so this is a perfect opportunity for, for us to, to jump in. Uh, we were able to finish the, the severance process. We were able to uh, get the building permits. So you bought it off him. We yes. bought it okay, off him. Yeah. Vacant land. Yeah, this one's it. different yep. strategy. Got it. We okay. So we had to make money off the build here. Um, but, uh, we started in September, actually that was at a full delay of about two months. Uh, we hoped to get going in July and we started, um, we started doing the ser- site servicing. So bringing the sewers from the road to the property line, our, uh, the gentleman doing the work about two days in, uh, he managed to hit a 127,000 volt hydro duct. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. <laughs> that was the exact same day that the official, uh, the title of the property transferred over to. First my, day. 
first, first day. day. Um, Charles was out there till about 2 a.m. holding yep. a street sign. Yep. Um, just uh, full ambu- uh, fire truck, police, everything. So, Tom, it's such high voltage, these transmission lines, that they have oil inside them to cool down. And when he nicked it, uh, oil was spilling down. They had to bring an environmental vac truck to, because now the soil's contaminated. It was, an, it was a nightmare. And <laughs> that was the first yeah, day. Yeah, so that was... <laughs> But it ended up working out in the end. Remember how I said I had full confidence in you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Well, I'm joking. Uh, due diligent, make sure your contractors have insurance. That is key. Did your contractors yes, have insurance? Yes, he yeah, did. Okay. So his insurance premiums have definitely gone up. But for now, we've been okay. Uh, but yeah, it actually ended up, we were starting in July. It pushed us back two months. But it actually helped us in the sale. Uh, instead of finishing at Christmas or around New Year's, uh, it's pushed us into, uh, we went for sale, I guess, officially... Uh, mid-February awesome. so you start September 2019 market. finished yeah. February 2020 yes, sir. Yep. so about eight eight nine months before we got it up for sale and sold in two days but uh, started excavation September we got the exterior shell done before the winter uh, you, that's you wanted you don't really want to start digging after November uh, builders do it all day but you're just paying more expenses for uh, heating the concrete for the straw for all the labor but uh, we snuck it in before uh, the winter came uh, we got it all finished up basically end of January and got it on the market. Yeah, uh, and that was what? What was the build again? Sorry, so that was a semi-detached. That was also was, a semi. Was so a you sold both 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 of them. Correct. Okay. So this one, uh, it didn't have an opportunity to have a bit secondary suite. Uh, it was only parking for one car. Uh, we knew we wanted to get in and out of this very quickly, so we didn't want to go through the variance for the parking. Uh, it was a tall, skinny, three-story build. Uh, the lot was only 56 feet wide by 40 feet deep. Oh, wow. It's wow. tight, but it works for a downtown. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's in yeah. Hamilton Center. Yeah, yeah. yeah got so it. it fits Makes the sense. existing character yeah. of the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and we, we got really lucky with that two-month delay in hindsight now yeah. because the market's gone crazy in Hamilton. The I haven't seen it right around, crazy. So we saw it go crazy right around late November. Everything yeah. was kind of calm, kind of calm. Yeah. Then late November, just fire. And uh, it's been crazy. I you, I don't know if you guys know this, but we had a, a, a property that somebody on the team here was selling. We had f- in Kitchener 51 offers. <laughs> for, and it was priced under value to try to attract on offers, purpose. but they weren't trying to attract 51. Wow. When you get to that many offers, it's just a disaster. Right. So 51 offers. Even we're starting to see movement on the real estate market because we saw no movement in the Mississauga, Oakville, kind of Burlington area in the 1.5 million to like 2.1 million. Cause that in this little corridor, that's, that's this weird, like you're not, you're clearly not starter home, but you're not like in a $3 million property where you don't care about what you're, you're paying for necessarily. I shouldn't say that you care, but like you can spend the money. You're in that kind of mid, I know this sounds crazy at that price point that I call it a mid market. Mid market. I, I understand. <laughs> I understand how ludicrous that sounds, but for that, this area that kind of is like a mid market, yeah. it was quiet but even in the last 30 days so we're recording this now march 2020 in the last 30 days even the activity there has started to pick back up so it's interesting to see and it's not multiple offer situations but things are moving again whereas before it was crickets like nothing was Mm -hmm. happening so it's interesting to see with 51 offers that's why we have to jump to other strategies because i don't want to have to battle with 50 other people trying to to buy a a rental to buy um another house i'm going to just try to buy something with land that I can build my own investment property. So you sold those ones in Hamilton. Yep. That's recent. Those are for, probably not closed yet. We're not so yet. recent. So you're firm. On End of this in, month. End of this month. And Tom, like one week before, we weren't sure on the pricing strategy because the we did the comps and like 
they're a bit lower because it's all older stock. And these are new builds in the area. And uh, we were going to list at 495. And then w- the day after, a old house, like really close to us, sold for 499. Firm, <laughs> five days on the market. And I've seen pictures of what you guys are building. You guys are building beautiful stuff. Yeah. I, I call Steve. I go, Steve, we better revisit our pricing. <laughs> so we bumped it up to 525 and r- sold that weekend. Awesome. It was like it was super quick. Yeah, got it, so, got it. So maybe it could have went five twenty-five. <laughs> if an old thing sold at four ninety-nine, you guys could probably even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. You're happy. You're happy. <laughs> Let's leave it at yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, cool, awesome. Okay, so that's so that's happening, and then now there's another St. Catharines project coming down the pipe. Is that what's happening? Yep. Yeah. So that one's interesting. Uh, we've been delayed almost a year. Uh, we bought that in uh, New Year's Eve. New Year's yeah. Eve, t- uh, twenty. Uh, well, 18. we put in. Yeah. I like. I like to work when everyone's playing. So like during Christmas and we're looking for deals. And I remember Tammy sent me this deal, Tammy Di Tommaso, uh, on like Boxing Day or something like that. We put an offer on December 28th or New Year's. No, we put the offer on New Year's Eve. Yeah, it was New Year's, Year's Eve. Year. Okay. I, I, I think we went back and forth. But anyways, yeah, New Year's yeah. Eve, we picked up the property. I think we closed in February of 2018. Correct. And we go, uh, worst house you could think of. Like the floors are not level and... Small little bungalow the, our the tenants, Our tenants don't have teeth. Uh, that kind of your kind of property, eh, Charles? Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> remember, smells, we yeah. we see the value in the land, though, and so we were okay with the house. We rented out. We I think we're negative like a hundred dollars a month there. Not bad at all for development. Uh, we did a re- traditional mortgage on that on that property, rented out, and uh, we had full planning support and everything from the city. And we would go to committee of adjustment for the variances. And one gentleman just says he feels uncomfortable. He's no a, di- a direct neighbor or in no, the- no, no. I mean, no, the, the, no. The, the, everything was supporting, but one of the committee members, oh, got there's it. five, co- only five committee members in St. Catharines. And one just says he feels uncomfortable. And before we can even say anything, he puts a motion to reject. And somehow two other, two other people agreed, put their hand up. And that was it. Did he just not like you guys? I, I don't know. Density. We don't know. Density. We don't know. We don't know that. The, yeah. So he was sort of the top dog. And that's why when he said he didn't feel comfortable, the other two sort of, yeah. followed suit that's right now the the infuriating thing about that one was you know we talk a lot about nimbyism have you have you i, I guess i don't know if your listeners are not in my term. backyard so oh, NIMBY, NIMBY, I, don't, I don't even think i've heard that term yeah ever. so nimby stands for not in my backyard so people who are just kind of against development and we ha- we see a lot of that with any sort of development now the the frustrating thing about this project was there wasn't even any any of that it was it was a really bad property we're gonna make it really nice so it's you guys are 15, improving the, the area. Improving the Tom, it's and also in the Western Hill neighborhood, right by the GO train. Like 15 it's a, minute it's walk. Like a, yeah, yeah it's 15 minute walk to the GO, tra- uh, Go train station. Daily support. service to downtown Toronto Union Station. And this guy did not like, did not feel comfortable. I'm on air quotes right now. He did not feel comfortable. And, and then that, oh, I'll let you continue with what happened after that. So after that, we're like, okay, this is, this is bullshit. <laughs> we're we're going to, we're obviously going to appeal. Charles, we have to now edit that. We don't swear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm so joking. What, what, so we go, we appealed it. We, and how you do is you submit an appeal to the LPAT, which is the local planning appeals tribunal. It's the old uh, OMB. Okay. Got it. It took forever because they're backed up. It took what maybe, I think it took six, six months yeah. to schedule the hearing with the uh, LPAT board member and uh, the tribunal member and we held that in january and where was that held at you went it's held at st Catharines city hall okay the the same place you were at before and got rejected in their council chambers exactly so the exact same spot exactly now here's an interesting different people though yeah yeah different people but in the same because this because the city of st Catharines actually supported our proposal they didn't show up 
there was no one to defend. No one to it was just us. us. It was think of a big room, council chambers, and we're the only ones there. But not even the guys who voted you down. I no. guess it was not worth their time to go and fight. They're, this they're not there. So it was just one way. Now, so you won with LPAT though. It's not it's for sure. You still have to provide uh, sound justification, planning justification of why your proposal makes sense and why it's better for the neighborhood and, and, and whatnot. You have to pay for all of this between lawyers and planners and all the prep. So all in, like it costs us about 20 grand extra. Uh, we got the approvals though. So now we're, we're moving forward towards building You're permit. funding that 20 grand because I know people are going to be thinking, where's this money coming from? So just from your other projects that you've been able to do and between each other? When we do, you don't have to give me all the details, but just you're, you're pulling out money from so yourself. So when we first analyze a property, if it makes sense, we do a pro forma on it. We see what kind of projected return there is. And then we may, we may do a full budget. And in our budget, we, we leave a contingency for, for stuff like this. Got it. Just awesome. in case. Knowing Good full well in development, there is always the option yep. of you're not going to uh, get approved. But that's awesome. the other beauty of having that rental property on there because we feel not rushed to go forward with go through with the development process. Holding costs are negative hundred. Like exactly. It's it's a negative it's neg oh Charles, I just spilled on Tom's yeah. iPhone yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, iPhones are waterproof <laughs> now. Do you need right? another drink? That was look water. Look that was water. That was that. More, more tequila, Charles. More tequila. More tequila. <laughs> He's a hand talker. Oh God. So You're good. Yeah. Don't worry. We're gonna. Okay. Okay. Gonna good. Live. All right. Uh, um, but uh, so yeah. So go on. So you funded it. You had that in the performer. You were budgeted for that. Then you're we there. Aware that it was you get option. you get approved because you're prepared. And so now we're real time now in terms of going through that process. We have options, and that's the thing we love about this, this strategy as well. Maybe not every single build or every single lot that we create, we might we may not build. We could sell it. It's funny. You guys are like you guys are full on developers. Like you're playing at a level now that you're not tribute <laughs> you homes. Not you're understand. not the Daniels Group. Yeah. But like I grew up. Uh, my father was a drywall company, a subcontractor. He did work for the Daniels group and stuff. Sometimes I had to go to their fancy offices to pick up checks because we basically couldn't pay anybody unless we got to check that day. So like I would go as this kid, my dad instructed me to go pick up a check, like top floor of some building in Mississauga. I remember trying to get a check from the Daniels group or something like that. <laughs> and uh, they paid, like we got it. But I mean, I, so I've seen all this exact, like literally exactly in big condominiums and subdivisions. What you guys, what you guys are discussing is all the same things uh, that the big developers do. Like it's yeah. exactly the same stuff. You're just playing at your level right now. Um, and that's a great level. I'm, that's yeah. a great level. But I can just map out the next 10 years of your lives right now. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, oh, these guys are in a really nice trajectory. Like it's well, going to well, be cool. We're playing in a sandbox that the, those big developers are not interested in at all. Right, so the thing is, the big developers they have the their their you know parcels of land in between the developed parts and the green belt that they're going to develop there for the next coming decades. Right, what they're not interested in is going into a, a corner lot and trying to figure out you know I'm going to put two extra properties here. But when we do them, we try to do them in a way where we can figure out a system that we can scale, and and this is the opportunity we see. This is the opportunity we we see for others that are in our position where, you know, we started out doing investment and sort of this is the next step, right? So, uh, you know, that's, that's why it's so good because we don't have the competition of those big developers in these areas and anybody can do it. If you have some experience in real estate, you can definitely do it. Right. And it allows you to pay a little bit more for that bungalow that some people aren't willing to pay that sale price. If you can see that future potential for development, you're going to maybe spend that little bit of extra money to buy it. 
uh, knowing totally. there's potential. It, it, it's kind of why the, uh, it's why I love real estate so much is I always tell everyone it's a very illiquid market and that's a good thing because big players can't play in it. So although we're talking about you guys have found this beautiful little niche, still for the kind of everyday person who's getting started, you can go and buy a property still. And I know the market can be crazy and all that kind of stuff, but you don't, you're not competing against the big financial institutions because they're not going to bury Ontario to buy like a duplex, right? Even the REITs, even though they've come down a little bit lower than they used to play, they're still playing usually in multi-units and that kind of stuff. It leaves a huge opportunity for you and I and Canadians, right, to me, right across the country to get into an asset class that if you're smart with it, you're going to do well. What you guys have, so that's why I like real estate in general, right? It's not liquid. The big guys don't get into it. So you're not competing against them. What you guys have done is you've done the, you've taken it kind of to the next step and done it in the development game in real estate. And it's, it's, that's why I just think the world's your oyster, you know, like you you can take this wherever you want to go. Like you're not going to be you. able to build as many of the, you can build as much of this as you want. Yeah. The demand for it's going to be insatiable. Well, it's almost like it's for a real estate investor. If you start going more and more and more, you start with one, go to three, go to five. It's almost the next logical step is to go from just being a real estate investor to becoming a real estate developer. Um, so it's just one of those things that I think as you get experienced in the real estate investment game, it's just a, a jump that you want to take. It, and it's funny because at Rockstar, we see different pockets of people doing what you, at different levels yep. and different speeds. You guys are moving pretty fast. Yep. Uh, and it's funny because I, I think in the next five and 10 years, we're going to see a lot of stuff where the, to us, the, the, you know, the Rockstar community and beyond will be doing these kinds of things and feeding good properties back into the community of investors who's buying properties. Like it's this weird and awesome self-sustaining thing that's happening. And like, I just feel grateful to witness it. You know, it's, it's so cool. But uh, on the, on the uh, St. Catherine's two pro the, the next St. Catherine's project, where did, I got off track. We left, oh. Where did we leave off? You got approved. Oh, we got approved. Yeah, and, and then where are you guys right We're now? We're going towards building permit now. Okay. And then after we create the lots, we're going to decide what to do. Do we want to sell off the lots? Uh, do we want to build ourselves? Or potentially even get a modular build or hire a builder if we don't want to go out to St. Catharines. So we do have a lot of options there. Because now this is going to be, what did you buy? One into two lots? It's what? one to three, this one. One to three? One to three, yeah. yes. And this is a corner lot as exactly. again? So a corner that was big enough. And where are the other two lots? Did you cut the backyard off? And yes. a side lot, maybe? Yep. Exactly. So this so one had a, okay. uh, yep. a 70-foot, say, frontage on the corner of the actual nice. house where you pull in, which if you cut that backyard, that's where we get the 70 feet deep of the new lot facing the other street. And this is where it got very tight. 70 feet is kind of the minimum minimum. Uh, just with the front yard setbacks and the rear yard setbacks, you're very limited. But I think one semi is 20 feet wide and the other semi is 17 feet wide. So still large enough for these uh, two stories. Yeah, I would say the 70 feet is a, is a minimum for what we're trying to do because we're right. doing the semis. But for a lot of investors who, let's say, they, they have a corner lot and they want to build just one house, for example, I don't think you need the 70 feet. Right. You can do a side yard where that's possible because having a 70 foot wide corner lot frontage is going to be rare in general. So you can probably still do it with 50 or 55. Again, you're going to have to push with the, with the minor variances, right? Uh, but again, this is sort of the direction the city's headed. They want you to do these things. Got it. And then do you have um, a timeline now for this one? Or you're just deciding, so you're going to see where, what you guys do? Yeah, we'll probably get building permit in about in a few months. In cool. St. Catharines, you need to go through a development agreement. And the city takes a while there to, to get that done. So, so how do you, how, 
to, to come to this point, and there's one more thing I want to talk to you. So that's the St. Catharines, but you have this one um, sewage situation. Is that a different property? What Remind me what happens with this one. I like no bits and pieces. Of it. Like, <laughs> the story I know is that Charles Waugh bought a property. The sewage is all messed up. This is what I know. And it's like pretty big problem, but he seems to be handling it. This one is, thing, this is, one this thing you would never even think of. Yeah, so on the Hamilton Mountain, uh, this is in the West Mountain. Okay. We bought a property that was it's Oh, huge. this is all of you guys again? Together, like kind of. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, and uh, massive land, uh, small house on the on the corner, like okay. right on the side. So exactly, right on the sideline. Okay. Exactly. You're winning. Uh, this is winning. Now, yeah. one thing, I mean, I guess we didn't notice was that uh, there's septic, and I mean, we had inspectors come through and everything, and I, I don't know how we we all just kind of missed it, uh, but there's a septic system there, so we had to decommission the septic to. So there's a single family home that was small. Uh, with Andy's help, we are legalizing the basement suite there. Got it. Okay. But for capacity and whatnot, we had to decommission the septic system and connect to municipal services. Okay. So that's pretty that, cheap. That was $50,000. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Like, what was the city charge on Now, that? one tip there, though, is that uh, you can defer that. You could defer that onto your property taxes for up to 15 years. Sorry. So walk me through this. So to connect, you know, you know the, the sanitary. Yeah. Um, services from municipal to your house, you can actually finance that through the city, through your pro- property taxes. Really? For 15 years. And they have a calculation of how they, okay. um, how they do the percentages. But what happened was this whole subdivision was serviced by the city like 20, 22 years ago or 23 years ago. And what they do is they offer the, the residents, do you want to connect at this point? A lot of them say no, it costs a lot of money. And what they do is, from that point to today, they index it. So back then, it would have cost like 15 grand or something like that. And now it's because of the index, it's gone up to, like, it was like 40 grand, and then we had to hire a contractor or whatnot. So yeah, then the, the 40 grand, by the way, was just a, a permit. That was no work. That was just for us to be able to connect in. Yeah, holy smokes. You guys, I, I don't know who had the heart attack that day, but I mean, because you <laughs> you're all smiling now, and uh, yeah, all of you are smiling now, but it's one of those smiles like, yeah, we barely survived. Well, we try one. to think of the big picture. It's like, okay, well, you know, we're going to cash flow on, on, the, on the rental with the secondary suite. We have future potential to sever on the side, which we're leaving for now. So we, we again, we try to think big picture, and in the grand scheme of things, like it's, it's, it's it not a big deal. it works as a rental right now. Exactly. Who yeah. has the, uh, have you, who has the, I guess the, Maybe that's a wrong question to ask. Uh, as far as limiting beliefs go, how have you guys handled that? You, does everyone in your families fully support? And you know, I'm talking about families, family, friends, fully support what you're doing because what you guys are doing for most people sounds completely, like, completely insane. Like if you're listening to this and you have a kind of a corporate job, nine to five, and you hear what you guys are doing, this sounds like superhero work, quite frankly. Right. So like, are you guys battling internal demons or do you feel like... You're, you know, this is like easy business for you. So I would want to first say is that with the small scale, it is a lot simpler than, than what's perceived. We have a lot of people come through site tours or talk to us and they think it's rocket science. I'm talking to people who are like engineering backgrounds and really, really smart people and they don't think they can do developments. But the small no scale. no one knows the process. No the one process. knows the process. Exactly. And because the, pro- right. the process is kind of like cloudy, exactly. a confused mind will always say no, right? That's so right. Like, right. It's confusing. You don't know. So it sounds complicated. The, what you guys have done is mapped it out. Now, the larger time. developments, they're, you know, when you're doing subdivisions and whatnot, there's a lot more risk there. You have to go through like environmentals and all these different kinds of studies. With a small scale, we're just severing one or two lots. 
and you just go through variances and You're go through hiring people to do it for you. Exactly. It's not as scary or as risky. So for me personally, because I've, I've gone through it, I feel very comfortable with it. And I know going through the process with Andy and Steve, I know they feel a lot com- more comfortable once they've uh, understood the process and gone through it even just one time. And I would say that's where I kind of stand in the sense of I've been building houses for 14 years. I can build a house no problem with my eyes closed um, while other people build it, but I like to organize it. But um, it was meeting Annie and Charles that kind of gave me the belief that, holy smokes, I can be a developer too. Um, I can build a house. I now know how to analyze a property. I know what uh, a pro forma is. I know how to fill it in. And I know how to scout these opportunities. So um, for me, it was meeting people that had the confidence, uh, that had somewhat of the ability and, and understanding of how to do it that kind of gave me the confidence to, to do this. And now, even the three of us, we have different risk profiles. Yeah, and they're going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> but uh, going back to your question, uh, like my, my mom still thinks like we're going to lose it. Like she's, uh, she still thinks that I should have kept that engineering job uh, six, seven years ago and that that was more secure. Yeah, got it. I don't, I don't know why. Normal. But your parents risked everything. Your parents are immigrants to this country who risked everything to come and here. What they it's s- so, isn't that fascinating? It is. But then what they say is they risked all that, did all that hard work so that I could have a better life. And they view the, at least my, my mother, she thinks that like the professional path, you know, doctor, engineer, course, accountant yeah. is, the, is a safer way. Yeah, I, I have this image of your father. I don't know why killing a snake and eating it. Is this a true story? Or oh, yeah. It, why do I have this? Someone's told me this he's story. He's from Malaysia, and he yeah, he's he's had to kill pythons. Is this growing and, up as a child. Well, he grew or? up in a family of ten, and and food wasn't guaranteed. He grew up as a very poor uh, chicken farmer from Malaysia, so uh, they had to eat whatever they could kill. Survive. They had yeah. they uh, he killed a thirty foot python with uh, with a stick. Crazy stick. stories. I, I can't eat. Yeah. No, that's what he says. Unreal. And you and he, you can eat python, I guess. I guess so. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I haven't okay. eaten. So this is a <laughs> mythical story. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I think uh, for confidence and even for myself is, uh, I've with I'm uh, recently married about a year and a half ago, but cool. we have no kids yet. So I figured uh, when I was about 25, 26, I said I'm going to try to crush it. Um, from 30 to 40 is going to be my like wheelhouse. I'm going to set myself up. So I am working basically two full-time jobs. Awesome. Uh, Great. Only I'm, because I'm, I'm of the, happy that you're doing that. Right. It's <laughs> only because of the scale I'm doing it. Uh, not everyone's going to want to do it as much as I'm doing, but, uh, because I keep signing up for projects, uh, I don't know if I just can't say no to Andy. And how's, Charles. Your, how's your wife handling this? Uh, sh- sh- it's nice and peaceful at home for her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're not around. She can tell. Yeah. I just, I, I just pace around the condo. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, uh, she knows I love it. Um, I know I love it too, and that's why I do it. Uh, but it's the uh, the enthusiasm I have, especially with this this team, that uh, just keeps me going. <laughs> and for what you guys are doing now, are you working with other? I know you guys are going to have a class or something coming up that I want to talk about kind of in a, in a second. But I just don't want to hit there yet because I know you're kind of assembling some of this information. But um, for investors who are kind of looking to do this for themselves, walk me through the thing. It's Finding, a, doing a search well, or setting up. First off, look at your own properties. Yeah, Are you it. sitting on land that you can sever? Yeah, got it. Okay, so look on. So look for land that can be severed. Yep. Do you have a property existing that should uh, you can sever? Yeah. Um, then after that, going to the city. No, to see, no, no, I do. Online. We do everything is from the computer. Okay. So a lot of things we can do now just online, uh, and cost no money. 
So the next step after you identify a parcel of land is to review the zoning and the official plan des designation. Um, you can do that all online. Um, also, there's a lot of free tools online that, that we use as well. So Google Earth, like uh, Google Earth Pro, you can see the, the grading, the elevations. Um, on Street View, obviously, you can see what's in the, around the neighborhood. But even, to, yeah, just to find the opportunity, you don't have to leave your house. No, not uh, at all. Go on Google Map, go on to Street View, go down the street, up the street. Yep. Uh, you look for those corner lots, double lots. And on Google Earth Pro, you can also measure. You can measure how far is the house to the, the lot line. Yeah, it's really cool. I can't remember when we did that. I did that recently. Is Google Earth Pro something we pay for? I it's forgot. free now. Oh, is it? Yes. It's yet, free like 15 years ago. It's amazing. Amazing oh, tool. Yeah, and, and you can draw your little lines. You can draw everything and, and, and on there. You can, you can draw your concept. The oh, you okay, draw so the you're finding out. the lots. You go in to check the zoning online to see like what's possible on these kind of properties and what's not possible. Mm -hmm. That's city by city, I guess. So exactly. every city is going to have different rules. The other what thing, section of the website am I looking for? Well, the other thing that? I want to say is most municipalities have their own interactive mapping tool. You can go in there. It'll show you the zoning. It'll show you the lot lines. You can That's usually right. measure right on Hamilton's there. website where they have that. Map.hamilton.ca. Yeah, in Niagara it. region, it's Niagara Navigator. So yeah, the, pretty much every city has tools. these interactive maps. Easy so, to use. Uh, so you can just Google the city name and then Google interactive zoning map and you'll get something that pops up. And the and zoning the map thing, is going to tell me in plain English what I can do and what I can't yeah, do. Yeah. So if you go into your property, you scroll in and you can click on, sometimes you can just click on the property and it'll, uh, something else will pop up to say what the zoning is there. And it'll tell you, hey, you know what? You can do a secondary suite here. You can do a triplex here. A lot of people have come to me and they say, you know, I'm in the single family zone. And I say, guess what? You're actually in the R2 zone. You can do a triplex if you wanted to, but you're going to have to get variances. But then at least you're sort of at that first step. And these are tools that it's free. Everybody can access it, but most people just don't think about you know, like, using these. Okay, so Where, I find the lot, I go to the city's tool, then um, I can go to Google Earth Pro, I can kind of check out just how much space do I really have. I can measure even on, the, on, on some of these things from the Google's pictures. Then my next step for you guys would be running the numbers. Well, it's checking, go, going to the, the bylaws, because you want to see, is it big enough to do another unit on? So you want to check with your setbacks. So going to the... Uh, like minimum lot area, Correct. minimum frontage. Okay, and the setbacks are going to be published on the different websites. On the zoning bylaw. Yeah. It'll be written there. Okay, got so it. So depending what uh, zoning you are, you'll have certain setbacks. So then using my setbacks, I can see how much space I have. Right. Can I really build it? So even I, if I'm zoned, I might not have enough space once yeah. I understand the so setbacks. So I did it uh, about a week ago, and I sent it to Charles just to kind of double-check my work. But I just got a piece of graph paper. Draw your six meter rear yard setback, draw your three meter front yard setback. Usually you can do your, your 1.2 meter side yards and that's going to give you a square. I guess. It'll give you your building envelope. Right. Yeah, and that's it. what we want to see as then, of right. What do we have? And then for things like, I don't know, parking spaces and that kind of stuff, all published that will on all there be on as there as well. well. Okay. And then after I do, so I make it through this, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm on the right path here. Then you're making the offer on the property or are you doing some more detailed number crunching so before you go depending there? Depending on your experience, you might be talking to a planner next. Okay. Just, you want to run it by a professional to make sure there is that potential. Uh, based on our experience, we can make that offer just knowing what we know. Because the planner is going to do what for me? Well, the biggest step for this one, and this is <laughs> like huge in terms of uh, it dictates your pro forma, would be determining the highest and best use of that parcel. And if you don't have the experience in developments, then I highly recommend that you talk to a, a private urban planner. 
they're they're all over the place. Google them up, Urban Planner. Uh, uh, we can provide recommendations too. Yeah, okay, got um, it. But some of them offer free consultations, or some of them for a nominal fee. They'll do a, a full out detailed report. And are you worried when you're presenting this to them that you're kind of spilling the beans on like an opportunity because you haven't locked up this property yet? You know, you have to trust yeah, them. Yeah, okay, like so it, it could really happen, concerned. but okay. we're not we're not too concerned. We're Plus, all of abundance, I think. There's so many opportunities. Like if it happens, and it's yeah. not a big deal. But uh, with the, with in consultation with the planner, they'll help you determine the highest and best use. And from there, we we will set what's our plan A, plan B. So some of those St. Catharines properties, we went for semis. Uh, but if we knew if we didn't get approved for those, we, we could always go for a single or, or whatnot. We, we always want to have backup plans. And if you even get denied there, will it sell as a, a flip or is it just a buy and hold? Right. Okay, got it. So it passes that stage and yeah. then you're making the offer? No, then from there we create the I pro see how forma. I just want to buy the property. <laughs> this is the difference between me and Nick. This is how we got this is how we bought this. That we're in the Rockstar office. I drove by, I saw the sign spike in the lot. I'm like, Nick, that's the new home of Rock. We gotta we gotta move. And and we were busy with stuff. I'm like, we gotta get in there now. They're gonna sell these corner lots. We gotta go. I don't and he was like, Tom, I think we should look over the numbers. We should analyze this. I'm like, no, this is the opportunity. We gotta move now. Yeah. So He's, I go on feel, he goes on data yeah. so we cross a lot right? tom i do a lot like you and these guys will yeah. know but i'm trying to tell the right way yeah, to do yeah it. yeah so now i find myself like you charles you i'm like what does nick want to hear well, right now okay nick i really think we could change the cash flow opportunity here is really that's going where to we work. might ask him the question yeah that's of, right well have you done this what does this look like yeah okay so charles and i should never work together. exactly charles, i mean that in the oh, nicest no. way because we're both the same i don't know just buy it <laughs> So the, the last step before you put in the offer that we recommend would be, like you could put an offer conditional and you could put a due diligence clause. So you could have done it at the very beginning. Sure, okay. But we yeah. don't want to waste anyone's time yeah. and we want to have a good sense. So the last step after you determine the highest and best use is to create that pro forma. The pro forma is what shows your projected financial return. And for us, I mean, it's a like if we're happy with it, then we move forward with like the offer at that Got point. It. And then, uh, so in that process, are you talking to a bank somewhere on construction loans? Something that we didn't talk about before, like once you sever out, then the money to fund the actual build? We will talk to the, uh, con for about construction financing once we have building permit. We'll get okay. stuff ready and we'll okay. give them a heads up. You'll but we don't want to waste the relationships. Don't, yeah, we have those relationships, but you don't want to waste their time until you have building permit because things can change. So you're coming to the bank with the building permit and the plan. They even want to see your budgets. They want to see a lot of stuff. Okay, got they want to know that you know what you're doing. Oh, or are you hiring a builder that can provide this information? Yeah, got it. Okay. And like we've had, we have great relationship with uh, Meridian Credit Union for our construction financing. Um, so you'll walk in with them. You kind of have an outline now how you're going to deal with those guys. Exactly. And the more you do, like if you were to do multiple, eventually they'll get to know you. you yeah, know, there's a certain they, trust. There's a trust. Yeah, yeah. They know you're going to do good work. And then they might drop rates and, and, and help help out with, uh, with the build. Got it. And the construction loans coming to you piecemeal by different milestones? It's based on cost incurred approach. So as we spend money, so typically at the beginning, we had to put in maybe 20% to put in, do the excavation, the site, yep. site servicing, the foundation. And then as we um, uh, incur costs, we can go to them with draws. Now, the thing is, the draws cost money from both the institutions, so Meridian Credit Union, as well as the lawyer. So for us, and everyone's going to have different uh, circumstance, we try to limit the number of draws we take through the six-month build. So for instance, on Wilson, we took uh, three draws. That's all we took. Uh, whereas someone, if they didn't have the capital, they might take a draw every single month. That's up to you. And is there a penalty if you don't take the full draw? Do you know offhand? No, there no? isn't. Oh, no. Gosh. Okay. Sorry. No. Okay, great. Okay, and then you guys are managing the whole project, so you feel like it's going to stay on schedule. You got that whole bit. Correct. That's where I micromanage the whole scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, the benefit of having a guy like Steve. He really pushes the schedule. 
Yeah, never left the house. Which yeah. is huge because Nick and I know someone who fell way behind where the bank just stopped funding the, the deal. They have to go to private money right. to borrow. And when you're buying private money on a kind of an infill project where it's just like foundation poured, the interest rate you're, char- yeah. you're, you're getting charged a high yeah. rate, right? So uh, cool. So you're driving that whole bit. But okay. we're very hands-on on our projects from start to finish. I think most investors that go through this, they'll probably consider hiring a builder instead of doing it themselves. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's intense. Like yeah. It's just all, it's a lot of work and like we talk every day and, and there's just a lot to do. Yeah. So even for ourselves, we're like, okay, St. Catharines, is it worth the drive? You know, Steve and Andy live in GTA. I'm in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Do we want to spend the time to drive all the way to St. Catharines to go through a build? Or maybe for ourselves, we've even considered for the new project coming up, we, we may hire a builder. Maybe it would be worth it. And, and, and why are you okay driving to St. Catharines right now? I guess all, <laughs> you guys are driving further than the me. opportunity. Yeah. Um, it's an opportunity. Yeah, we're investors. I know we're talking about development right exactly. now, but ultimately we're looking for the return. But ultimately, I mean, if we could buy in Toronto, we'd probably end up buying in Toronto. But uh, these are the markets we're able to purchase these lots in. Because Andy, you're on the other side of the GTA, no? Scarborough. Yeah, yeah you're in Scarborough. Yeah, so yeah. you guys are making a trip. So it's about an hour and a half to yeah. St. Full Catherine's. respect, man. Full respect for doing <laughs> so, this. We're not yeah. adverse to GTA. It's like for, so I'm responsible on the development side for most of like the acquisition. And because my network is, I'm born and raised in Hamilton. It comes in Hamilton and St. Catharines. Like I could learn other markets, but right now that's kind of our, our bread and butter. Right. Um, I tell everyone, if you can't make money directly in your backyard, and I don't mean driving to St. Catharines from the GTA, I mean like here, where you don't, where are you going to make money? Like, exactly. This is your network. This is, you know, the ins and outs, you know, the legal aspects, you know, the bylaws, you know, design stuff, you know, builders, you know, bankers, you know, lawyers, like make your money here. I find sometimes investors are always thinking the grass is greener somewhere else. Yep. Like, you know what? I heard you can make a lot of money over there on the East coast, the West coast, down in the, some state in the U S and you absolutely can, but you can make money right here. Right. Yep, exactly. You know? It's been now, technology too. That's actually allowed us to be a little bit more off site is by having cameras set up to know when the guys are on site. I saw that time lapse you guys did with that one. <laughs> that it, was super cool. You yeah. can check what are you guys doing? Morning. Just like Nest cameras? Just it's a Nest camera. Yeah. Yeah. We've okay. got it. Currently, we have we have it set up on the neighbor across the, the street. He let us plug it in. He let us connect to the Wi-Fi. I'm right sure now, he didn't mind could, it either because he wanted he liked that you guys were keeping tabs the on the project. Yeah, yeah. Right. But uh, it allows us to know when people are on site or when they're off site. Uh, did this get done or what got done today? Because you're looking at the live view through the Nest exactly. camera. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, now there's are some you, nitty-gritty stuff you might not be able to see on that camera. But for to save you that hour trip for just to know whether or not the plumber showed up, we can tell within the look on our phone. So where, is, where are you guys going to take this? Like, what's, what's up with you guys? Where, where, where is this going to head? What do you think? Map me out the next five or ten years. Do you have a plan or are you just letting it happen organically? You're all looking at each other shifty eye right now, so I don't know what the, what the plan we, we is. We keep buying opportunities, yeah, yeah. so there's a lot of work in the pipeline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so and there's no shortage of demand. We haven't talked about the GTA, the fundamentals of the GTA, yeah. but there's no shortage of we, demand. We see we see the the opportunities just within GTA, like you said, you know, in our backyards, right? With the with the population, 150,000 people moving into Ontario, the green belt. So the opportunities are in intensification. They are in an infill. So the way we see it and where we want to be in the next 10 years is really just doing the work and the projects right here in the GTA, whether it's Hamilton, whether it's Niagara, whether it's the GTA. We want to do those. And then at the same time, we want to educate other people to do it. And it's not that, you know, we're bringing in people and we're bringing in competition. We feel that the more people that are going to do it, it becomes more of a paradigm shift from the status quo. So the more people that are going to say, I'm going to do this lot severance and build two lots, we're going to get less resistance from the cities. We're going to get less resistance from neighbors. And, and then I think it's just going to be better for, you know, all of the people that need to live in 
in a place because we need we need the housing yeah, right? yeah yeah i'm gonna sound like a broken record but guys that's what makes you so cool is that you're willing to share this information that you're sharing now that you have an abundance mentality so many people that we meet are you know they're they're scarce with their knowledge sharing they're scarce with what they're what they think is possible for their lives and i just think the world's all, all of our oysters man just yeah. look like charles i think you said it earlier there's opportunity you're tripping over opportunity everywhere. down the street Everybody it's just everywhere and i think for whatever reason i've been fortunate where nick and our my our mindsets have always been like that i guess i have to thank my our parents for that yeah. but i'm learning that a whole bunch of people really need to be told that so to hear your story of like you guys are finding opportunity everywhere, if you're listening to this, just remember, there's opportunity at your fingertips. I remember when I was driving in my corporate job eastbound on the 403 to uh, to when I was working at NetSuite. And I was telling the guy that I was in the car with, I'm like, all the money's that way. And by the way, I, I grew up in Mississauga, <laughs> but I was pointing to Hamilton. I'm like, why am I driving eastbound in bumper to bumper traffic? All the money's that way. And it was, you know, and, and the lanes going that way were clear. Right. Like nobody was going that way. And I remember thinking, this is all wrong. because. Nick and I already own rental properties in, in uh, Hamilton and I'm like I'm doing everything wrong I'm, I'm going with the go masses the like and, and we live by this principle that if we do what everyone else is doing it's always wrong yeah. so like if I yep. look around and if everyone else is doing something 100%. I'm always I'm always 100% traffic yeah. is a great way to analyze yeah that. yeah and, and, and this was like the perfect physical illustration and representation of that I was in the bumper to bumper traffic <laughs> with everybody else I'm like this is all wrong it finally drove me crazy I think it took me like two it. years of going crazy yeah. So that's when I just gave up and I'm like, I'm quitting. I'm out of here. And then to your, your point, Steve, I quit. And I know you're thinking of it. I quit, you know, with a mortgage on my house, a four, uh, a 10 month old daughter and a four year old son. And my spouse was not working. I was well, <laughs> well into a six figure right. salary. But for me, it was risk. It was, just like you guys, uh, for me, it was risk mitigation. And my risk mitigation was Nick and I didn't think of the development angle. If we did this, we could have been in a whole different situation. We thought of using the real estate licenses that we got to basically bypass realtors. Right. Uh, truth be told, right? Now we have a brokerage. It's all weird. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but uh, we, we, we thought if we can learn how to get a customer for ourselves with no dependence on anyone else, no referrals, nothing. We can learn that our risk is reduced. And then that's, that became the study of like marketing and sales right. and the whole thing. And we reduced that risk low enough that we thought, okay, I think we have a handle on this. So Let's pull the figure. Right. So when you're looking to pull the trigger, if you ever go, I don't know if you want to talk about this or not, Steve, but if you're ever looking about going full time into this kind of stuff, you just want to look at like, Hey, what's our pipeline of business? Right. How much is coming down the pipe? How am I going to replenish that pipeline of projects? Right. Who are the buyers for the properties I'm building? Once you cross all those things off the list, it's really not that big of a deal. Right. Like we're going on your own. It's, it's not that big of a deal. And it's awesome. I'll tell you, it's awesome. I don't have to ask anyone to go on vacation. I can go away. I can work right. as hard as I want. I can, yeah, I can drink tequila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and we can drink tequila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I see yeah. the directory going that way. Yeah, uh, again, I'm not trying to force you to no, quit your okay. job, by the way. Yeah. I just mean, it, it's, it's really okay. just risk analysis. Yep. You, you, entrepreneurs are actually risk averse. Mm -hmm. Like when Charles is talking about, he goes on feel, but he's, he also is trusting your opinions on yep. stuff. And if I know Charles, he thinks he already knows the answer. Just like, <laughs> me. guys, I know I'm right, but you guys just crunch your numbers and tell me, but he's also mitigating his risk, right? He's reducing the risk where possible. So it's not like you're jumping into the unknown. Yeah. Right. You just have yeah. to break out what your your factor, what the things are important to you are and see if you can kind of reduce that risk. Right. For me, it was the ability to get a customer. 
if I could, if I could figure out how to do that, you I'm can like, figure out the rest. Yeah, I don't know. I'll figure mm-hmm. out the rest. Like it's, it's real estate. We've been done, done this a long time. You buy the, pro- I feel like you guys, like not on development, but on rental properties, I feel like I can close my eyes <laughs> and I, I can just touch the side of a wall blindfolded and I say, okay, what city I'm in? What, uh, what price point is it? Okay. Yeah. Buy. Like yeah, you know what I mean? I, like, I joined Rockstar like three and a half, four years ago with that feeling. And now I'm sitting here in this office. Yeah, so cool, awesome, man. It's, uh, yeah, it's cool it's to a have crazy you. Crazy path I've been on. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, we feel grateful, man. So, uh, so what, tell me what you guys are up to now, because I know you're doing something pretty cool that I've never heard of before. But you guys are going to do something yeah. around this. Yeah. So before I get into that, uh, we talked about a lot of those tools that that you can access for free. So we actually have a report, uh, a tools guide on our website. So uh, those six or seven things like uh, the Google uh, um, uh, Pro or Google Earth and a bunch of other kind of maps and tools and things like that you can use for free online. We have those things listed. So you can download that report on our website. Okay, and I'll link to that too. So what's the URL yeah. for that? Uh, infilldevelopments.com. Okay, infilldevelopments.com. Yeah. Infill, two L's on two fill. L's. Infill, yeah. thank you. Infilldevelopments.com. <laughs> Developments with an S, yeah, okay. dot .com. And you can just download that for free. And, uh, and that, yeah, we have, a, we have a training coming up. Uh, at the end of May. This is the first time you guys are doing this, right? First time. Yeah, so what's yeah. the story? What's happening? We just had a lot of people asking about this strategy. They've seen our success and we keep telling people, hey, this is something you can do. So we're just kind of trying to avoid telling 100 people individually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's it. gather them up in one room and let's share what we know. Okay. Yeah, so, so we're going to be doing a, a full weekend uh, boot camp uh, in-depth thing of everything that we've uh, learned in the past several years in development, infill development, home building, purpose-built second suites, going through the whole process, uh, running the pro formas. One of the big things that people get is they get a lot of offers from realtors to say, you know, you can you can buy this piece of land and it'll cost you two hundred dollars and uh, excuse me, two hundred dollars a square realtors. foot to build. <laughs> and you know, realtors. this is sort of the back back of the envelope calculation. And then what we do is, you know, we'll run the pro forma and say, well, this is this is the cost for site servicing. This is the cost for uh, urban planner fee. This is the development cost. Based on the numbers you're giving me, we're going to lose $200,000 on this project. So then we, we want to teach people the ways so that you can analyze those performers uh, accurately so that you can make educated decisions when you're, when you're going to buy the property and how much it's worth based on the risk. So we're going to cover all that sort of stuff, how to unlock potentially tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars on land you currently own. And if you're going to be buying them, what sort of things to look for to kind of unlock that value. So that's going to be part of our training uh, end of May, May 23rd and 24th. It's actually a week after Victoria Day. I have to, t- I have to say that because yeah, as soon as I say not May, the long weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. as soon as I say May 23, 24, they think May 24. It's actually the week after May 24. Um, we're limiting to 25 people and I think we have uh, seven or eight seats left. Something like Got that. It. Okay. Yeah. And where do you? Uh, where can someone go to find information about that or grab uh, a seat if they yeah, want? Yeah. So see? it's basically right on the website. Infilldevelopments.com. Infilldevelopments.com slash training. It's right slash on the website. Training. Yes. Okay. And yeah. then is there? A, we were talking about it briefly before we started, but I don't know if that was just too off the cuff. Do you have a code or something or no? Yes, we do. Okay. Yeah. What, so the price there, uh, you'll see there. Uh, we will have a, a seven hundred dollar off price if you use the code Rockstar one word, all caps. Okay. So Rockstar one word. 
all caps gives yes. you a discount on the training. Yes. Okay. $700. Okay, cool. Off. Awesome. So we'll link to that. We'll, we'll link to the URL. So if you're listening to this and you're driving or something, you can go to rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash podcast. You can find this episode and we'll have the URLs and the discount code listed there. Correct. Um, so thank you guys for doing that. Totally appreciate doing that for listeners. Um, and I, I think what you guys are doing, like it's hugely valuable information. Right. You're unlocking like an, a totally untapped opportunity. Especially for investors. Like they can totally do it. They might already have the land. The other thing about new builds that uh, investors may not be aware of is that there's no rent control. Anything built after November 2018, there's no rent control, which is a, is a big thing for, for real estate investors. And how did that, so how did that impact you guys in St. Catharines when you were renting? Well, it hasn't yet, but like if we, if our tenants were to leave, then like, or not, I mean, no, while, they're, they yeah, while they're staying actually, we, yeah. could, we could give them a rent increase and there'd be no limit. And that's what's happening right across the GTA. You guys right, know this. We know, we know tenants. Rentals. Well, yeah, and we know tenants who have a great rent somewhere, and they're like, we are not leaving. We also have landlords coming to us here at Rockstar who are saying, Tom, how do I get people out of my property? Because rents have gone up so much. I'm like, well, you kind of have to play by the rules. You really yeah. can't yeah. get it out of the rules. So this is yeah. a this is a good it's piece a of information, bonus. right? Yeah, you go yeah. with market rent based on whatever, whatever it is on a new build. You go with market rent. So even after a year, they stay. You can increase and I mean, these new builds, they command like premium rents anyways. People love their nice builds. houses in these decent areas yeah. that people want this uh, everything fresh. They want new. Uh, imagine being the renter moving into the, uh, a new build. Yeah, totally. Of course. So, we would love it. Guys, uh, thank, anything else we wanted to be sharing? Cool. Thank, Thank you guys for sharing it. this. Yeah. Thank you. I, 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 we didn't talk about the UFC event that we went to. <laughs> some things, yeah, some things yeah. don't need to be discussed here. But guys, you know what? Thank you for doing this. I'm going to put you guys on the hook to come back again in the next three months, four months, five months, six Absolutely. months. I know your schedules awesome. are busy. Come on and share your journey because I think we can all learn from each other in this way. That's why I like doing this podcast because we can all learn from each other. Even if you're not ready to do this now, you, know, you now know there's an opportunity out there and we're just all doing this together, figuring it out. Yep. None of us really... Yep. I shouldn't say this, but we all know what we're doing, but we're all just kind of learning as we go. Yep, you know, that's the beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah. So guys, grateful. Thank you so much for doing Thank this. You, totally Thanks appreciate for having it. us. Thank, awesome. you. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradz again. So hopefully you enjoyed that episode. Um, those are a bunch of great guys. We'll definitely have uh, them back to chat about all this stuff again. We will link out to their URL at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash podcast. If you find this episode, the links will be in there, including the code that they shared, which was rockstar, all capital letters. Um, so th if you're looking for their link, you can get it at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash podcast. Find their episode. It'll be linked for you there. And if you are looking for some real estate information for yourself to better understand the real estate market, our newest report is available at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash reports. So that's rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash reports. Or go right to our homepage and hit the reports button and you'll find it there. It's the four key factors every investor should know to understand where the real estate market is headed. That's now available for you. Um, you can download it as a PDF off that website. Thank you so much for listening. If you've given us um, a rating on iTunes, we really appreciate it. Or anywhere that you're listening to this. If you think we've earned some good feedback, we would definitely like to ask for it. It's kind of the fuel that keeps us going with this kind of thing. So thank you to everyone who has done that. If you think we've earned it, um, and we can ask for that from you, we, that would be greatly appreciated. That's it for now. Until next time, remember, always be living life on your terms.